Wait, what am I saying? <laughs> You're listening. Oh. You're, You're listening, listening to. <laughs> You're listening to discourse. 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 From from NPR. NPR. Amaranek Public Radio. I have to go, I said. Only, I didn't just say it once. I didn't say it twice, or even three times either. I have to go, I said, again and again and again. I have to go, I said, followed by some excuse, some apologetic and fleeting explanation, attempting to justify why what I was about to do was more important than what I was doing at that moment. Why the task at hand, why the people at hand, were less important than the next item on the list. Always somewhere to be, always something to do. One item on the to-do list after another. Living my life from checkbox to checkbox, number to number. Quantifying myself based on every grade I got, on how long it took to perform each task. Watching time pass through my calendar, through the minute and hour hands and watching the moments in between fall away before my eyes until the in-between consisted only of the necessities. Ramming my sentences all into one breath, talking at a mile a minute, getting from A to B, eating, sleeping, doing, doing, doing. The moments in between. Running into a teacher and asking how she is doing. Sitting down and eating breakfast with my family. Staying late after rehearsal to catch up with my castmates. I watched it all succumb to the to-do list, as the time for these moments was chipped away by my relentless ambition. Instead of stopping and asking, I would wave, smile, and walk past. Instead of sitting, conversing, eating, I would grab a muffin and run out the door. Instead of staying, I would go. I have to go, I'd say. And when I turn around, and look back, I watched relationships strengthen without me. I saw instants of laughter, and I wouldn't know what was so funny. I'd say, I love you, without waiting just a moment more before turning away to hear a reply. 
In trying to please everyone and do everything, instead, I had left everyone and everything that mattered behind. There came a point when I felt like everyone around me was fading away. That nobody felt inclined to give me their time of day anymore. That everyone I knew and loved had gotten on a train without telling me, and it was pulling out of the station. I could see it in the distance. I blamed them instead of running after it. I have to go, I said, to the few that stayed behind. Too consumed in my own agenda to come to terms with my ignorance. It took three painful conversations with those that are close to me and a heap of self-reflection for me to realize maybe these people, the people that I claim I care so deeply about, would have told me about getting on that train had I been around to listen. That maybe if I had taken the time to talk, to sit, and relish in the in-between, if I hadn't been so wrapped up in my leading and organizing and teaching, working, helping, doing, I would have been on board with them. I have to stop. It was this thought, the opposite of what I had been saying for so long, that took center in my life. I had been quantifying my time and my energy and calculating how much of it I could spend each day until finally the numbers, the checkboxes, the grid of my calendar no longer mattered as much. It is what is unwritten that holds value beyond what any number can quantify. It's what cannot be reduced to a task or a grade, a time slot or a schedule that is worth it in the end. I have to go, I say, but now, only after spending time in the in-between, sitting down, laughing, <laughs> talking, breathing. <laughs>